When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Arranza, do you want to lead us in, por favor? Okay, así nada más. Welcome to the podcast, Loon Lobos. Oh, yeah. Thank you for visit of Mexico. Let's go. This is the Mexico edition, of course. Yeah. Hola, que onda, onda. It's your host, Sholomani Dueña. How are you? Placer. Thank you so much for having us. Arranza, bienvenidos a Mexico. We're in. Mexico, Mexico, Mexico City. <laughs> um, do you want to introduce yourself, bro? Uh, yo soy uh, Tapatio. Um, yo soy. <laughs> okay. Yo soy Tapatio. That's yeah. I. <laughs> I mean, you. There. Those were words. Nice. Uh, what's up? I am Jacobo. 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 Uh, yeah, here today. Excited for the podcast. We're here. Yes, we're yeah. here for a special edition of the podcast. We are away, obviously, outside of the home studio, the Batcave, um, but for a good reason, because we're here um, for, you know, some events and stuff like that, but more so just connecting back with our roots, <laughs> you know, in, in a corny way, but in a serious way as well. It always feels nice to come back to Mexico. Neta. We both, both, uh, you said what? Meta. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, I, yeah, yeah. Dropping all the right, right. Um, but obviously we have Aranza today, you know, Thank who you. for the podcast we're welcoming for the first time our guest, Aranza, um, who cool. is who we go way back a few months. We've known each other. Yeah. <laughs> um <It's crazy. laughs> but Aranza, yeah, to give a little you know background. Um, we met because she was one of the biggest supporters of uh, the movie that I just did. Mm -hmm. And that's how we connected. And then I found out Aranza is a huge movie lover like us and yeah. talks about movies just as much as we talk about movies. Um, so thank you so much for having us on. Or thanks. <laughs> thank you for having us on. Thank you for being on. No, and, oh, and you, you know, and in addition... This is Aranza's face. She's letting us. She's letting us crash the studio. Yeah. She, you know, we didn't have our own stuff, so we needed to to, to crash. Thank you. Welcome to my house. <laughs> <laughs> Muchísimas gracias. Thank you. Thank you. And where can we find you, Aranza? When when people want to figure out what the best movie is to watch, where your Instagram, YouTube, where can we find you? Oh, um, find you on Instagram with Aranza Suincera and TikTok, Sinamas. Uh, ah, yeah. Okay, we'll put it up on the screen. <laughs> now I have a question. You know, you you talk to a lot of people for a living. Are, is there any questions that you have for us potentially, or for Jacob? This is you know you this know is our first time meeting. We have yeah, yeah we go yeah. way back, but this is your guys' <laughs> first meeting. Do you have any question? How does he get his hair like that? What is he doing with those glasses? Oh what did you think the first? What's your impression? Did you know Jacob before this? <laughs> oh, oh my god, um, he's very galan. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what is that? What is galan? Um, galan. 
and beautiful person. Ah, yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> I like. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Okay. You, <laughs> and and how do you? And um, what about you, bro? What's your first impression of Arranza? Extremely beautiful. <gasps> oh my god. Oh well, this is a podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my, oh my gosh, we're getting silly with it. I love it. Oh, oh, well, look, we want to thank you so much. We love, we, we needed you in the first bit of this podcast because um, there's no one more, no more excited than, than us uh, to do this podcast out here. And we wanted to introduce uh, the rest of the guests. We have like a what, what would you call this today, bro? We have kind of like a round robin. Yes, it's a round table. We're going, we're, we're shotgunning guests yeah, back and this forth. Is, yeah, this is madness <laughs> on the podcast today. Um, but who is our guest today? We have- Our next guest. Our next guest, that's right. Oh my God. Um, your guest is um, the king of the pirates. Oh! oh yeah. Oh. Good way to reveal it without- Okay, okay. okay. Uh, y tiene sangre latina. Oh, okay, okay. Y también, he's, he's kind of a, we kind of got a doppelganger thing going on here. <laughs> yeah. For, for as, long as, as long as I've been acting, people have been saying, hey, you look like Iñaki. You look like <laughs> this guy. So I think without further ado, can we bring a, a very warm welcome to our next guest, Iñaki Godoy. Wow, Ooh. bro. Whoa, senores. Yeah. Bro, this My is man. so weird. Wow, this is a, a really bad time to have to pee. <laughs> bro, it's okay, bro. Just down one of these and... Just, just double down. Just we'll, fill your bladder even more. We'll only use this camera for the next 30 seconds. It's okay. It's okay. You can, I'm going to yeah, hold it beast. in just for the podcast. Just, <laughs> just for the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Iñaki. Um, we are, this is a, an interesting collab. We, yeah, yeah it's, it's so awesome. I was literally just hanging out in my house and then I received this text from Jacob and he's like, Hey, me and Zola are coming to the city. Want to hang out and be in a podcast? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. It's a great Monday. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> perfect Monday. It's a perfect Monday. Wait, no, no, wait Monday. this is a Tuesday. Oh, true. Oh, it's a Tuesday, Tuesday. bro. Oh, just. It's a perfect Tuesday. It's a perfect Tuesday. Perfect it's, Tuesday. it's a perfect Tuesday morning, bro. Isn't perfect it? Tuesday morning. <laughs> yes. Um, well, thank you for coming on the pod, bro. Obviously, um, the pod knows who you are. And if they don't, they're going to figure out by the end of this episode. Um, but, you know, first and foremost, we wanted to, you know, gather the coolest group of Mexicanos that we could for this episode. And <laughs> you were the first person that we hit up. So I'm so honored. Yeah, we don't have any friends. So oh, we need that. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 That's right. It's that's you. right. That's right. Iñaki is kind enough. We're about to go on a special trip after this to Xochimilco. That's the right. First time for Jacob yeah. and Iñaki. Yeah. Solo is the only one of us that has been to Xochimilco. Yeah. So hey, I don't know. I, I think we're doing something right here. We're, we're about to be excited. What do you know about Sochi Medical, bro? All I know is that we're going to go on the water. I'm super excited. I wore my board shorts today. It's going to be great. I know you've been uh, learning a lot of flips and stuff for upcoming roles, and I'm just stoked <laughs> to flip flip into the into the water with you. I've heard it's he really, really beautiful. He has a big flipping role coming up. Big flipping role. Big flips. Big flips. 
Yeah, man. Party boat. It's going to be fun. Maybe he'll do a flip in the boat. Let's see how that goes, huh? Maybe he'll talk about it in the podcast next time I come yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, We can talk about... After his recent successes, he goes, I'm only doing roles where I flip, okay? <laughs> so let's. we'll only keep it to that. Um, but Iñaki, thank you so much for coming on, bro. Um, you, you, I saw, because I see everything, bro. Oh, my God. Um, that you went on your own real-life sailing trip i did i um i've never I, been on a cruise i've never we've never been on have you been on a cruise bro i was on a cruise for like two days how long were you on a boat for i sailed for 80 days it was a a wild experience one experience that i, I don't know if i would like to repeat again <laughs> because it's okay. very tough but okay. uh, I am so happy that I that I went through that, and yeah, it was it was crazy. It was crazy experience. What made you decide to go do that? Like, well, fun stories. Actually, my sister, Mipsy, can you come here really quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just come here. Let me give you an example. Hi. This is my sister Mia. It's a party. She sailed in a boat. For 10 months. 10 months. It's because she's crazy. You know, that's the best way to live. So Thank you, Missy. I'll get into it. Thank you. Talk about your so, yeah, she was my, she was my inspiration. inspiration. Well, it that, sounds like we need her on the podcast instead, bro. Yeah, bro, just give me up the stairs. She has more stories to tell. But, yeah, basically, you know, of course, uh, the project in which I was working inspired me a lot. And also my sister inspired me with her own adventures to go sailing. And I sailed for 80 days. It, it was a really wild experience. I sailed through the Caribbean. I visited a lot of different islands, met a lot of interesting people inside the boat and outside the boat. And, uh, and yeah, man, it was, it was tough. I don't, I, I can't say I love the ocean. Ooh, okay. I can't say I hate it. I can say I respect it a lot after okay. what I went through. You know, it's just, I, I, I really like the ocean, yeah. but while I was sailing, the ocean, it, it can be a little bit mean sometimes too, okay. you know? Like you are just like in, in the boat, you're in a night watch, it's 3 a.m., it's really cold, okay. you're finally starting to get a little bit cozy, you have your hot chocolate with you, and then the ocean just decides, yeah, let's ruin this guy's night, and it just splashes you, oh, and then you're yeah. freezing for the rest yeah, yeah. Of, the, of the time you have to be there, so... So yeah, I think my experience sailing, um, it was it was definitely worth it, but it was very uh, challenging. Okay, and, it was a uh, character building moment. Yeah, it was my canon event. It was. Uh, oh, okay. It was. A, it was a crazy experience. It was. It I was like the way you described the ocean. You described the ocean as like an ex-wife where the divorce went like kind of good, and you like still have to talk good about them, but. It's just really You're hard. Like, I don't dislike the ocean. I don't like the ocean. But I get along with the ocean. I get along. I, I respect it a lot. Like, okay, that is okay. for sure. Like, I... And I think we need to take a lot of care of it. Mm. Because I think you can, you can live so many things in the ocean. One year in the ocean is 10 years in, like, normal Wait, life. how so? Wait, wait, wait. Tell me. Tell me. Like, wait, wait. I, just, I just feel like when you are out there sailing, you get to experience so much of life in just a few moments Ooh. like in in a day you get to experience waking up super early and being super tired but then being be greeted by the sun okay that feels so nice 
eating something that you like, you know, but then, then it sucks again because you have to clean the restrooms, gotcha. right? But then you sail and you feel the wind and you feel the breeze and it's Yaki's so nice. <laughs> and you hang out with your friends, but then some drama happens and everybody hates each other, but then you have okay. to figure it out because you have to sail to another place. So how many sailors are on the boat with you? It was just 20 people. Well, 20 people, okay, 20 okay. people then it was 19 because one of the guys got kicked out. <gasps> Crazy Wait, story. Yo, you made him walk the plank or what'd you do, really? bro? You Crazy. You stick out the end, like, Crazy <laughs> drama. But, the but, yeah, what happened? What happened? I mean, what, one of the guys just got in trouble. He didn't... But because we are enlisted as crew. Like, we were not just visitors in the ship. Like, yeah. we... like. I, I sometimes I was in the ship and I was like I cannot believe I paid to be here because like <laughs> they, I am, doing so I am an employee in the ship like they make me clean they make me cook I have to follow all these rules but yeah this guy <laughs> I can't curse I can't <laughs> curse <laughs> no but uh, this guy just uh, I mean he just got into some trouble and it was like the third time and uh, they were like well I'm sorry man but uh, uh, gotta head back and they Whoa. kicked him out yeah so Whoa. We were 20, then we were 19, and... Uh, How old are you when this starts? I was, I was, I was 19 when I, when I sailed. Are you yeah. the youngest one, or, the, like, I, I, in my head, you're, like, a 19-year-old around a bunch of, like, 45-year-old like men. Yeah. yeah, like, men who are, like... Uh, no, it, was, it was a bunch of young people. We oh, were okay, all, okay. We were all, I think the youngest one was 18, and the okay. oldest one was, uh, like, 22. Oh. So, so what are the He's vibes? Like, love yeah, oh, wait, wait, wait. So is this, like, a romance show? So are you... Are there any... Yeah, are you finding love on the boat? I mean... What uh, else is there to do? You live I, 10 years in one day, baby. You, you live 10 years. Yeah. Sex on the seven but, seas. Wait, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Nobody was saying anything about that, bro. There is definitely... Uh, <laughs> there, there, there is definitely romance in the ship. Okay. Not for me, though. Okay. But, <laughs> uh, no, I was, not, uh, I was not... I was not very lucky in that one. Uh, but hey, some of my it friends didn't have the romance for sure. Yeah, okay. you know... Uh, Night watch, middle of the night, <laughs> two, two people suspiciously go somewhere, yeah, you know, uh, crazy, Dang, crazy really? boat life, Where crazy boat life. How do you hide on a ship? You, exactly. You, it's very you hard don't. to hide. You, yeah, yeah. you don't. Everybody knows everything that happens in a ship. Okay, <laughs> crazy nice. stuff. Okay, crazy, okay. crazy lifestyle. It's like a reality show. Everybody knows everything. Everybody uh, loves or don't love each other. So yeah, it's uh, a right. it, it makes you grow a lot, and it makes you realize, uh, you know, we are all human, and we all make mistakes, and we gotta move on, and we gotta sail to the next island. And, it does uh, sound like a divorced parent yeah, talking. Right? Like, look, we still love each other. We just we love each other from afar. That's that's what it is. No, but like, I mean, you know, it, it was like my experience. Like, there are some people that have like. You know, that they really bond with the crew and everything. And I did bond with my crew, but uh, it was not an easy process. Like, yeah. we did have a lot of things that we did not agree on. And, uh, you know, it, it's always, like, silly fights for dumb stuff. Like, oh, like, I, I'm gluten-free and you didn't do this right. And, like, or blah, blah, blah. Or, like, oh, like, wait, you put your shoe on my bunk. You're terrible. I, I hate you. You're like, bro, our bunks are, we have the same bug. We're, yeah. we're, we're all in the yeah, same place. Yeah, it's always silly stuff. Or, like, oh, you stole my spoon. Like, literally, <laughs> like, at, at some point in the ship, we were out of spoons. Oh, there's a spoon shortage? Yeah, there was a spoon shortage. And people were getting mad at each other because, like, everybody now had their own individual spoon that they had to, like, take care of. Okay, okay. And then it was like, hey, where's my spoon? <laughs> you took my spoon! Where's my spoon? You know? It's it's always silly problems like that. But 
dude, I would not change it for the world. I am so happy I got to have that experience. And uh, maybe I'll do it again after a couple of years, maybe. But okay. um, maybe I would yeah. like to cross the Atlantic. That would be one that I would like to do. But, uh, but yeah, it's a tough lifestyle. Because are uh, you, in my head, the only videos that I've seen are of those massive ships that are seeing like oh, crazy 40 to 100 yeah. foot waves. Yeah. Are you seeing, is this that, like, the, you're just like, ah. was, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did, uh, holding your spoon for dear life. Because like, I saw this other thing of, and I don't, I don't know the word for it, when your ship is attached to this rope, and you, but you shouldn't stand close to it, right? Because yeah. right when it pulls, if it gets super taut, you could get smacked by Wait, the rope. What? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean, that, that I, happens a lot. Like, people get smacked by stuff in ships all the time, and they fall from the ship, <laughs> like, and man overboard. And, yeah, we need that to happens. destigmatize really? this. I mean, one, one time, I almost fell from my ship. Really? Whoa. Yeah, it was crazy. So basically, every meal we had on board, we had to have, we had, we had to have that meal on deck. We couldn't eat inside the ship because then we would get bugs. Mm, and course. nobody liked bugs except one guy who like... <laughs> yeah. I like the critters. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen this caterpillar? No, that, that one guy, when, when he came back from the ship, he showed me like a video of like his bag. And it was like full of just like interesting bugs. There's a lot of interesting people on ships. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that guy. He was, if you're listening to the podcast, I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, basically I, I was on deck and we were sailing and I'm, I'm serving myself some food and uh, there's this, uh, there's this hot sauce. Right. And you know, of course, like, I'm Mexican. Like, it's in my nature to want hot sauce. Okay. <laughs> right? It's passive. It's, yes, I need it. So I'm, I'm holding on to something, but I really want this hot sauce. So I let go. <laughs> I open the bottle of hot sauce. And while I'm doing that, the ship just, just pushes me back. <laughs> I, I literally, like, almost fell off the ship. Like, I was looking like this. Oh, my backwards. gosh. Like, thanks, thanks to, like, a line that, that saved me, I didn't fall. But it was, like... It was pretty... So what happens if you fall? In that moment, if you well, fall off... Well, you know, is, if is you're in the middle you? of the ocean and like, you're sailing and the boat is moving and you fall into the water, yeah. There's no I mean, stopping. it's uh, it's pretty messed up. It's uh, yeah. it's not a good situation to <laughs> be in. Yeah. Really? No one no one fell over, though? No, 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 no. No one fell, Um, but that almost happened. But, you know, the funny thing is... So, like, this whole drama thing happens. Um, I drop my, my food on the ground. There's a mess... The hot sauce, uh, you know, the hot sauce, like it's it's terrible, right? And like I'm on the ground, people are shocked at what just happened. And then the first thing I hear is Iñaki, you gotta save the hot sauce. You got the hot sauce, man. <laughs> so like I, I, I look at the hot sauce, which is at the edge of the ship, and I start crawling towards the hot sauce, which was very dangerous. Like I'm on the edge of the ship trying to save this hot sauce. This is this is what Christopher Columbus was, right? This is what he was doing. This is yeah, what he wanted. Bro, he was dude. like. He, sailing. This is sailing for that hot sauce, bro. Bro, he was, when you're in the ocean, you, you need that hot sauce, man. <laughs> the hot sauce, the Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah. So bro. then what is what is so the best funny. thing on like what is for us like maybe at coming home after a long day and scratching that place on your socks? That's what feels the best. When you're on a ship, mm-hmm. what is the best thing? Oh, the best relief. What moment? is the, the best thing? relief? Oh my god, when you get when you get to port after sailing. Okay. I mean, like, oh. you sail for you sail for three days. It sounds like I hate sailing. No, okay. 
I do I do enjoy sailing. It's just I have a I have an interesting relationship with it. Like it's my ex-wife. Yeah. Um no, but yeah, I I mean you sail for three days straight. Right. I mean, sometimes even longer. Sometimes my, 10 my, months even. So, bro, my sister's crazy. She's <laughs> insane. Like, uh, the, the maximum I did was three days. She did, like, a month of just sailing, which I, I do not understand how she did that. Yeah. Crazy uh, stuff. But, like, you sail for three days straight, which is, you know, it's pretty intense. And, like, you have no sleep. Um, it's 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 a little bit gross because, you know, you're in the water. You don't really clean that well. And, uh, you know, people get sick, sick and they vomit and it's terrible and it's hot and it's cold all at the same time. And uh, You're stinky. You're stinky. Yeah. And then someone makes pasta, but it's not good. And uh, You sound like my dogs. Like, it sounds like my dog's life. It's yeah. hot and it's cold. Sometimes Bro. someone makes pasta. And it's good. <laughs> sometimes I get scraps. I'm yes. kind of dirty cooking, sometimes. Cooking, it, cooking while you're sailing is insane. Like the knives are moving all over the place. <laughs> and like, you got to be careful with like, like you have this, like I had this pot of curry this one day, okay. right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like trying to get it up on deck while the boat is moving. Mm-hmm. And oh. I'm just like, oh, I'm just like risking my entire career because if the curry falls on my face and yeah, he's <laughs> gone. And I'm just like, oh, Ah, like I actually, I don't. Uh, it's gone now, but I got burned here in my arm. Oh, no, I, I can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe you can see it if you focus. It, it was worse before, but but like, bro, after those three days of intense sailing, when you finally get to port and you see the land and you drop the anchor and and you hear the anchor dropping, Busting. and and then 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 you're set and then you can just like lay down under the sun and just like chill. It's the best thing ever. And then you jump in the water. It's so good. And then you have to clean the restrooms. So then it's... All right. Then then, 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 I'm telling you, it's all of life. Sometimes you're under the sun enjoying yourself. And then, yeah, we're going to clean for five hours now. So, yeah, you got to clean the boat after a long sail. So, yeah. The only time you were able to shower was every three days when you would get to... I showered in the ocean. Um, Oh, duh. Uh, but oh, but yeah, wow. I mean, if we were sailing, we, um, so fun fact, we didn't have like showers in my ship. We didn't okay. have that. Other, That's other, you other don't discriminate, ships. bro. Hey, I've, I've never been on a boat, so. Yeah. I don't know. Ever? Not like that, no. Yeah, but this ship, they didn't have showers. So if we were sailing, yeah, we couldn't shower. So it was just three days straight of like no showering. And when we were like anchored, um, we showered in the ocean. Yeah. Like we, um, we would jump in the ocean. We would get back on deck. We would use some soap, biodegradable, nature friendly. And then we would jump back into the ocean. And then we would rinse ourselves with 15 seconds of like fresh water. Ooh, okay. And that was it. That was like our showers. They were called ocean showers. Okay. Ocean showers. Ocean showers. And when you clean the restrooms, you could take a fresh water shower using the sink. You would like take the sink, you would pull it, like this and then you would yeah, like yeah. shower like that like right next to the toilet you just cleaned okay. so i'll tell you man it's a it's a character it's, a, it's an experience it's an experience i you know like thinking back on it i am i am so happy that i got to do that because i think it's such a unique thing that i got to do and i got to learn so much about like people you know and seeing people react to that environment and i feel super proud that i did it but yeah, man, I think it's going to be a long time until I do something like that again. Because it is tough. It's an adventure, you know? And uh, it's, uh, it, 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 it puts you on your toes. There are... Wow. Yeah, man. When, you're, when you are in a ship, you get used to like 
very dangerous situations happening Whoa, all the time. Okay. It's crazy. Like you get like, oh yeah, like oh I almost fell off the ship. Okay, classic. You Save know? the hot sauce. That's the first thought. Is like yeah, or like oh yeah, like my friends vomiting in front of me. Classic. You know, it's <laughs> just like just classic stuff. Classic. Basically, just like life. a frat house twenty four seven. You're just like yeah, it's a frat vomiting. house. Yeah, sure. Nobody's really cooking all the time. It's like yeah. there's drama. It's like Love Island. All yeah. right, but and it's uh, I if if anyone ever has the opportunity to go out sailing, do it. Like, do it. Yeah, it's like if I could recommend it. Yeah, hundred percent. It's not going to be easy, but that's what makes it fun. So, what's the perfect mm-hmm. amount of time? Is is eighty days the amount of time, or how? I mean, I think uh, I I think like a eight- week. You get the sense of it. You, I think I mean, eighty days is is pretty good. I okay. mean, a month, a month at sea is pretty crazy. It's okay, pretty crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, do it. And the Go next, sea. and I hear the next escapade is Muay Thai. Now you're. Yeah, I'm now learning you're... all this new new stuff. Yeah, I'm learning Muay Thai. I'm learning tricking. I'm uh, I'm learning all this stuff. I started going to the gym. Oh snap! Dude, he's, the gym. he's really method. Better than a pirate shit. Oh my god! Dude, he's tricking. He's fighting. He's like, I only drink alcohol now. <laughs> I don't drink alcohol. <laughs> and what do you think? How how difficult is it? When we were first getting started doing martial arts, I I won't speak to Jacob, but it was pretty difficult. Like I, the choreography was always really fun, but stretching bro my legs oh my gosh kicking (laughs) kicking and trying to like i don't i don't have the hips for it but we would just sit with our legs on the wall like you're stretching all all day just push your legs apart what's what's the most fun parts of stunts for you bro sorry what's the most fun parts of stunts for you what's your favorite thing do you like wire work do you like fight choreo do you like you like underwater stuff you like oh my god I mean, I think stunts are so cool. Yeah. I, I didn't really um, do a lot of stunt things before okay. until recently. But, um, bro, <laughs> until, until recently. Until the recent thing. Until that time that, that I Shaq Strong. Until that time that I did until that thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, uh, but yeah. What I, are you talking about? <laughs> yeah that's what no the podcast is over yeah, the podcast yeah. over no 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 but uh but yeah i mean i really i really like stunts i think it's super fun i think it's uh really it's a good challenge i enjoy it a lot i like when they bring character into stunt choreographies oh, okay you know? yeah I, I think there's a lot of storytelling in stunts, which i like and you know fights are just like the coolest thing ever mm-hmm. and uh you know, that's that's why I've gotten more into martial arts and tricking and all this stuff because, you know, I I want to be able to do more ambitious action scenes. Okay. And um, I mean, also, like my friends have just like inspired yeah. me so much. I mean, like Taz is a maniac. Can like, you you guys too with your own work? Like, I just have like <laughs> many friends many friends around me that are like so good mm-hmm. and i'm like man i want to like be able to you know um share those really cool fight yeah. scenes with them so yeah that's why i'm learning and uh i really enjoy it i i never 
used to do any of stuff like this, like <clears throat> martial arts, tricking. Nah, dude, it was not my thing. I, I, I draw, you know, like okay. I, I draw <laughs> and I watch movies and I play video games. Like that was, okay, that was okay. it, man. I didn't do any sports, but I'm happy that I got into it. It's really cool. I had the same exact, Jacob is not that way. Jacob does a bunch of sports his whole life. He's always My whole been, life was sports, hiking, yeah, surfing, stuff like he's that. He's always but. been the outdoors man, but I was like you inside most of my life playing <laughs> video games, watching movies. But yeah, I had I had a similar reaction being around Jacob and Tanner and Joe and all the stunt teams. They're it's like it is motivation, but then you're just like, oh my god, they are so good. <laughs> Dude, I will say though, when I went out and visited you, uh the stunt team was super, super cool. Uh they were hyping you up, bro. They're like, because I asked them, I was like, who's the best? Who's the best? Ah. And they had to like they had to categorize it. Like, okay, like Fight choreo, super relatives. You know, is probably goes to Taz. They're like wire work, and Yaki, hands down. Ooh. They're like that. That kid was born for this stuff. He just is right. afraid to, dude. And they have me hop on a wire, and they're like, yeah, yeah. So just we're gonna lift you up and do uh, like just do a backflip. And so I, they lifted me up, and I just kind of did a little backflip. They're like, okay, now do the do a front flip. And I was like, okay, cool. And like, it's really hard to do when you're just suspended. It's really hard to do a front flip. Okay. And they were like, dang, man. And Yaki was able to do that. I was like, oh, shit, okay. Oh, I'm man. Not good. I, yeah, apparently. No pasa nada. No pasa nada. No pasa nada. Don't worry about it. Si se puede. Si se puede. What do I say? Yo se puede? I can do it? Yo puedo. Yo puedo. Yes. Yo puedo. Yes. Si, senor. Ah, mm. learning. Claro. Amazing Spanish. Yes. <laughs> And I'm gonna yeah, we've been here. practicing a bit. Do you do you have anything for the podcast? Any any special messages you want to say to the podcast that are appropriate Vent. and oh. just? <laughs> I was about to say, but <laughs> well, they won't even hear that, bro. It's going to be bleeped. It's going to be bleeped. Uh, Insane stuff for the podcast. I'm getting some thumbs up. Uh, Demonetize. Demonetize. Um, oh, my God. My favorite uh, phrase I've learned out here so far has been no pasa nada. No pasa nada. No pasa What's nada. that, bro? What is I that? Can, when uh, would you I, use that? Um, so, like, give us a situation. Like, Got you. We're walking into F1. Okay. There's a police Whoa. officer there who's got a really big AK-47. Oh, okay. And we go reach for his gun to take his gun. Oh, okay. He freaks out a little bit. Mm, no pasa nada. Oh, yeah. Everything's okay, fine. Okay. Don't worry so that's about it. One scenario. That's what, or you know, uh, you know, someone's mad at you. Mm-hmm. They want to beat you up. You mm-hmm. know, you just accidentally Classic. poured a drink on their head or something. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, no pasa nada. No pasa nada. No okay, pasa okay. nada. No pasa it's, nada. It's like it's like when Smurfs use the word Smurf. You can use it wherever. Yeah, you can apply it to anything. Yeah, forget about it. Yeah. Forget about forget it. It's about like it. forget about. It. We just watched Donnie Brasco too, but. Um, yeah, no pasa nada is pretty good. I learned a poco. A poco. A poco. Okay. A poco. A poco sí. Neta. Oh, that's a good that's one. A- Neta. This is the thing though. Like, you know so much Spanish. You give yourself, you don't give yourself enough credit. I get nervous whenever I try to speak Spanish. I get so nervous. I'm like, I'm going to fuck it up. It's, oh dude, I get the same thing. And it's, you just have to get over the embarrassment of not knowing the word. Yeah. Once you're, yeah. Once you're just like, whatever, I don't know, but I'll mm-hmm. keep learning. Then it's, then it's easier. But I think the thing that helped me the most was start saying was start was getting to know the word for think. Oh, think. Like, yeah. What is like, the word for think? Creo. 
you'll or like mm, yeah you like, like it, it helps you yeah it helps you like when you start thinking in the language or you start saying ah. things like i think this when you start having beliefs or start having ah. when you're like this is what i think yo creo que iñaki uh-huh. es muy guapo Oh, Jacob. Hey. <laughs> hey, how do you say unbutton another button in Spanish? I don't know. I couldn't say. How do you say what? Unbutton another undress. button. Undress. Undress. Undress in Spanish? <laughs> yeah, undress. Jacob, you want to know that word? Undress? <laughs> I mean, uh, it, this was Steve. <laughs> Oh, bro, that's going crazy on Twitter, bro. Oh, bro, bro. Oh, bro, bro. Oh, bro, bro. Don't do it. Don't do it. Stop. Like, all these things that you have on your show. I heard on TikTok, POV, you're at the club. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's at the club. The boy comes up to you. What's the word? It's, uh... This vestige. Bro, what? I love wow. the term heartbreaker, bro. You were t- I, I, not that you were telling me. I see it. You see the heartbreaker in me, dude. What are the what a couple months of a high, of a couple a months in in Mexico, Mexico mm-hmm. and then you know, find a lover, leave to South Africa for many months, find a girl there. Wow, no, I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. <laughs> find, a, find, a, find a penguin in South Africa. <laughs> make wow. a life out there, bro. I would marry a penguin any day, bro. I would marry. Well, penguins, they're all about. Polygamy. So you'd have to marry a couple of penguins. Wait, I thought, I thought penguins were monogamous. Yeah, bro, that's a good question. If you had to marry an animal, which animal would you marry? If I had to marry an animal, um, what are the circumstances of this relationship? Like, do we live together? Marriage. It's, it's marriage. marriage, bro. It's marriage. marriage. Like, okay. marriage. marriage. How do you think of marriage? Okay. You raise children. <laughs> you know, you argue over not buying the low-fat cereal. <laughs> You know, the animal's like, what? You didn't buy 2% again? It could be like, woof, woof, woof. Or it could be like, meow, meow, meow. <laughs> Which one? Um, <laughs> then I guess. <laughs> what would I get? And it speaks, we don't speak the same language. You well, you understand it though. Um, Bro, you go first. I'm no, we, no, we just want to know yours. The question is straight for you, bro. This is your solo maridueña. Um, then it's gotta be a wolf, bro. A wolf? It's gotta be a wolf familiar, yeah, bro. Or an octopus, actually an octopus. An octopus? An octopus, bro. Dude, they're smart. They can solve a Rubik's Cube when I can't, bro. All of the, uh, people who love anime who are come here for, for Inyaki, they're like, they're like, so you want to marry an octopus, huh? (laughs) I have a place where you can do that. I know a website. They're like, actually... Oh my god! My favorite animal is hippopotamus. Oh, okay. So I guess I would have to marry a hippopotamus. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the cool thing about hippopotamus is that they're really cute, but okay. they but they are also very aggressive. Yeah. You know, so and very I feel fast. and very fast. Yeah. So you know, I will get I will get home from work. My my hippo <laughs> wife would just be waiting for me. Would have some lunch together, some dinner. What did she make you? Know? you? Oh, she's she's making some classic uh, watermelons. The bottoms love watermelons, right? So, and, uh, <laughs> again, <laughs> we got this for the seventh time. This is the time. And uh, <laughs> also because she's a hippopotamus, she has a big belly, so I can just like lay down there. 
Just like chilling, you sit as a pillow, you know? Okay. And uh, and then, you know, if someone breaks into the house or something, no. she will defend me, you know? <laughs> she protects me. Yeah, I think it's a, uh, yeah. This is nice so what does she get out of the deal? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, what is she? Like a matriarchy. She's yeah. also the matriarchy, but also the patriarch. She takes care of you. Yeah, so what is, you, what's in it for her? You. Why is she staying with you? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because, um... You know, because we asked the question about what animal you would marry. So, so, so she has to be with me. She has to. I don't want to marry a hippo. Like, we're in this together. Like, I, I do not want this either. We just have to get along, you know? You guys are in the same caste system. You, like, got this arranged marriage. Oh, my God. Hippos. What, what, which one would you marry, Jacob? Um, Which animal would you marry? This is was, a crazy question. Oh I was God. trying to think of it, and the first one that came to mind, oh, a fox. A totally fox. fox. Oh, yeah, fox. A fox. Okay. I was thinking red panda, but they have like. <laughs> did you know that red pandas have like skunk butt? What does that mean? They do the same thing that skunks do. Oh. Like they fart out really. Like super putrid. Yeah, so I feel like if we were to get into an argument and she was acting petty, I might get skunked. <laughs> oh. And I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> like taking a tomato bath once every couple weeks. Oh, no. no. But a fox, I guess those also smell kind of bad too. I just. Found out. Si se puede. Si se puede. Si se puede. Do you have any questions for us, bro? Before we I mean, besides what animal you would be in a relationship with? That was, I mean, that's, we're moving too quickly in our relationship. We're moving too I quickly. I have, I have one more question for you because you, you don't have to talk about this, but I, okay. we talked about it briefly off the podcast. Oh, oh my God. Right. Well, this, is gonna be- this was off the record and you're bringing it on the record? Exactly. I love oh, doing great. that. I'm terrified. <laughs> no, no, Inyaki. Oh, God. Mr. Romance. <laughs> Oh my god! I just want to hear the story about your first kiss. Oh, okay. oh my god! Because you told me it was a good story. Yeah, it's a really good story. So uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good story. Um, so <laughs> my first kiss. All right. So basically, um, I was you know, I was filming a movie. Okay. And uh, I was filming that movie in Mexico, and uh, for the final scene of the movie, spoilers, I guess you know. But for the final scene of the movie, I have to kiss a girl, right? Okay. That is like the final. You're like, I had to. Was it up <laughs> I, to me? <laughs> I have to, right? The script said it. The script so, said come it. Come over here. So, so yeah, basically, it was um, it was like the last scene of the movie. You know, it was a big moment. Did it you guys film ending. it last up? Huh? Did you guys film it last? Like, yeah, the last it was. Thing you filmed? It was, it was like the one of the last things okay. we filmed. Oh, right? It was like big moment, right? Okay. And like, I tried my best to not have my first kiss being on set. I really tried. Okay. I went to summer camp. I was like, hey, girls, hey. I'm here. What's up? <laughs> Nothing happened. I A could week not. Before you're like, someone, please, 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 someone, please, please, please. Just... <laughs> okay. But no, nah, I could, I could not do anything about it. And uh, it was time. The day okay. came, right? So you know that the day is here, obviously. Yeah. This is it's been it's been in the script. It's been in the script. You know it's coming up. So do you still- brush your teeth? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I, I brush my teeth, blah blah blah. I do all the prep, right? I, I like look at my hand, I'm like this, right? <laughs> all this stuff, right? So uh, the the day of shooting comes, and uh, you know there's like hundreds of people watching, and like my mom is there. She like has her phone out, like ah, oh, like, <laughs> yeah, gonna kiss a girl for the first time, bro, 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 bro. I was 16. Okay. I was 16. And uh, so, yeah, basically the scene starts, right? Like, right, action, boom. So, like, I get in there. 
And the girl gets <laughs> the girl gets there. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like we're <laughs> get started. Get in there. She gets in there. She gets in there. And uh, we start kissing, right? And then it's like cut. And then director comes and he's like, "Inyaki, like you gotta move your mouth, bro. Like you're just like standing like this, just like mm. like, you're like, nothing, like nothing's happening, right?" Okay, so like you're a character, man. Like he's a cool guy. Like he knows how to kiss, man. You gotta Ooh, improve your okay, game. Okay. Oh, so I'm like, dang. okay, okay. I'm gonna get it right this time. So, okay. oh, great. And action, second take. <laughs> we start, we start kissing again, and then I realize that the girl is kind of biting me, right? So I'm like, well, I guess this is how you do it. I guess you gotta bite back. So, so I, so I bite, and I go like. Ash, <laughs> and then it's like cut, and then and then the actress is like, oh my god, what the hell, man? Like you just bite me, bro, and I'm like, oh, sorry, you bit me first. Like what was I supposed to do? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and you know, but third time is a charm. Yeah, third time was a charm. Yeah, okay. sure. It was a. It worked for the scene. It worked which, for the scene, which is great. We keep it professional. All right, bro. Well, look, we'd love to have you back on the podcast yeah. when you come back to the studio. Uh, when you come back, um, we hear that you're looking to maybe, uh, I don't know, we'll, maybe we'll see uh, in a couple of years, maybe we'll do the the New York edition or the oh, LA yeah. edition or the wherever we find you, bro. Or maybe the South Africa edition. Hey, oh, yeah. Yeah. Africa, of course, we got to have you back on, bro. Um, but where can where can the people find you, bro? Yeah. What, what do you want to plug? You got you got a restaurant you want to shout out? You got a you got a blog? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. I am. Uh, so I'm on Instagram, Inaki You can find me there. And uh, boop, here it is. Check it out. And uh, and yeah, you can also read my blog, which is in my website. I post uh, sometimes. <laughs> he posts. I post. You do post. You're active. Yeah, yeah. I I post on the blog, and uh, you should you should read read it. Yeah. Why do you blog, bro? Huh? Why do you blog? I I blog because I love writing. I love writing. I want to be a screenwriter. And I really like, uh, you know, I like writing. So I, you know, I, I always journal on my own. Okay. Uh, but I feel like when you write for other people, it's easier to focus on things that are uh, more interesting mm. and maybe more positive and more um, inspiring. So I feel like when I write for myself, it's just a whole different vibe than mm. when I'm writing for others. Yeah. So I really like, uh, you know, writing and telling my stories. And uh, it's just uh, it's just my way of showing a little bit more of who I am. Yeah, Word. Cool. I love it. What's the URL for that? Like, what's the website called? The URL? Um, uh, something... Is something... We'll Inaki Godoy yeah. something. Yeah, check yeah. it out. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's It'll here. Be there. It'll be it's there. It's here. Uh, actor. Yeah, that's it. There we go. Check it out. Wait. It's my written blog on my website. It's great. <laughs> Read it. <laughs> Comment on it. Maybe you'll do a blog about uh, animals next time, right? Yeah. 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 Today I met the weirdest group of folks. Today, <laughs> my first podcast. Today, <laughs> today I decided what animal I am to marry. <laughs> Octopus, fox, hippo. Looking yeah. for a hippo. Looking for a hippo looking wife. For hippo wife. <laughs> oh, that would be a good next vlog. Hey, bro. Yeah. Looking for a hippo wife? Look, yeah, an ad for your hippo wife. Oh, wow. That would that'd be, that'd be a crazy block. Yeah, but I would love to write that. Let's see. And this guy wants to be a bank robber, bro. So if you're writing any bank robbery movies. Bro, yeah, let me know. Bro, let's let rob a bank. Like, like, like yes. bro. Why not? Dude, I yeah, love bro. that. 
You Love propose a movie and he's like, let's just do it in real let's life. Just, let's just do it, bro. Method. Let's just let's roll. I mean, man, you, you are failing. so method. You are so method. Like, not actually. I don't know. Do you do? You don't do you do method. I mean, in some ways, like I mean, I, sailing the yeah. You know, it's a. It's like a. It's a. It's like a. It's like a. Yeah. It's it's a, it's like a method thing. Yeah. It's uh my committing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, I do. I do some kind of method, I guess. A very uplifting, positive, very uh, healthy kind of method. Robin yeah. Banks method. Robin Banks <laughs> method. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I love it, Papas. Well, look, thank you so much for coming on, bro. This was fantastic. We're so happy to have you on. Please come back on again soon, um, and we'll see you um, in the in the second half of this episode. Wait, do you, can you bring on? You don't know anything about our next guest, but oh, I want you yeah, to introduce yeah. him, bro. Yeah, you, you okay. Make up, make up. Just what look he does. at look at this man right here, and can you introduce him to us, yeah. please? Just make up what he does. Just what, what, is, what, what does he do? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what he does, but if you didn't know what he does, all right. Um, thank you guys so much for having me on the Lone Lobos podcast, and now for our next guest, we have a uh, we have the great, <laughs> the amazing superstar manager. <laughs> Brandon, yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. Let me tell you about Brandon. He's great, great guy. Yeah, tell me about it. He's <laughs> <laughs> great, great guy. Hey, wow. And now the man of the hour, the yeah. great Brandon. We, we saved the best for last, bro. <laughs> oh my gosh, look at! I can't believe this. My two. <laughs> My, uh, oh my gosh! Apart. Brandon comes on for two seconds and Dude, my breaking like, his head. Oh my like, gosh! We need to fix this. <laughs> How do you feel, Brandon? How are you? Well, look. First, let's get a real introduction. <laughs> oh let's yeah. Get, well, let's get a without without the without the mic falling. Rogelio. Okay, Brandon Rogelio Guzman. Yes, we have yeah. an executive producer of the podcast, as well as manager, as well as. Uh, you know, owner, president, co-presidents, or what do you, what is co-founder. it? Co-founder. Co-founder. There we go. That's the word. Co-founder, Co-founder of Valor Entertainments. It's uh, on the side. It's on the side. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you're repping the hat today. I um, am. But we wanted to welcome you onto the pod, bro. We'll Thank get you, out bro. applause. Applause. <laughs> of course, we had to round out our Mexicano episode with one of our, with one of my favorite Mexicanos, the one that I've known for 10 years now, in the biz, out of the biz. Brandon Rogelio Guzman, thank you so much for coming on the pod, bro. You've listened to every episode of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> you listened. I could say I'm probably the most loyal listener. Bro, <laughs> you listen to every episode of the pod, bro. Brandon is the reason that you guys don't get more fun in the pod. Brandon's uh-huh. always saying, cut that. We can't say this. Jacob, why did you do that? <laughs> Jacob, why did you say that terrible remark? So, so Brandon is our checks and balances. He, he is the, the voice of reason of the podcast. And now we get to bring you on the podcast. Brandon With my own bloopers. To the yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. He's like, I'm going to tell this story, this story. No one's Watch, we're, this. We're going to get the notes back and he's just going to be like, cut from 49 on. Yeah. <laughs> um, we can't use any of this. Uh, but we have you, you on the pod, bro. That, drop someone the F-bomb. Uh, yeah. Hey, man. No, no cursing. This is a, The only F word we use is family, bro. Yes. Yeah, especially Jacob. Especially Jacob. Yeah, Jacob, you have been a, quite a bit of a cursor, bro. See. When I met you, Jacob had no curse words in his vocabulary, or at least he wasn't confident enough to use them out in public. And now, well, yeah, I told you, I grew up in this super Christian household where if I said, damn. You still grow up in that house? You still, that's still your household. 
That's true, actually. You kind of still live there. You know what? It's weird. I started. I think I started cussing once my parents started cursing more. Oh, whoa. They just started letting them slide. Yeah, I think just randomly one day, my dad was just like, oh, fuck. And then from just that point forward, I was like, oh. That was the go-ahead. I guess we curse in the Bertrand household now. <laughs> this is just a thing. My mom curses too. Not on the podcast, bro. Not on the podcast. Not today. I'm kidding. My mom never swears. Because today we have more important things to discuss. Yes. Brandon is here. Um, yeah. I mean, before we get into what we want to talk about, bro, what are, you, what are you thinking about? Are you nervous to be on the podcast? How do you feel about no, being on camera? Uh, well, first of all, thank you guys for having me. And... Uh, <laughs> As you both know, I really hate being in front of the camera, but I'm doing this for you guys. Yeah. And of course, you guys decided to do this the day after the Formula One party. Which was a disaster for us Mexicanos and Checo. But uh, also, we had to rage yeah. our sorrows away. And so Jacob and I here were out raging, which is why I'm going with the rock star look today. Because I also. have bags in their eyes and I'm not trying to be cool. I'm trying to... Save you guys from looking at it. <laughs> no, hey, well, it's okay. When in Mexico, you had to party. It sucked. How was the party yesterday? You guys were, I, I stayed home. I was like, eh, I'm not feeling, we partied the two nights before. And I was like, yeah, eh, I'm, I think. We I'm kept a- calling you. We were like, Sholo, where are you? Get here. We're like lighting our hands on fire. Well, I don't know if you, we created a hashtag, where's Sholo? Yeah, <laughs> we were tagging you on that when we were posting last night. You knew where I was, bro. You did. But the world, Joey was I was like, I was in my bed chilling, bro. I was farting up a storm in my bed, bro, <laughs> chilling, just doing my thing. But it was good. I saw Jacob got his hand lit on fire. Yeah, yeah it was sick. That was really that's sick. see, that's not typically the type of party that I go to. Usually, it's like. Well, that's the reason to go. Yeah, I mean, something oh, that's experience something new. Yeah. We literally could have lit our hands on fire together. And be like, that would have been an experience that we would have shared together. Yeah, yeah. Lone, lone, <laughs> lone Lobos on fire. Lone Lobos. Yeah, could we have done Wait. the whole episode on fire? Do you think? <laughs> Just like continually like uh, re-upping all the bubbles and stuff? Yeah, they'd be... You- put your hand in this bucket and they put all these bubbles in your hand and just light the bubbles on fire and it just... You do feel the heat though. Yeah, you know, you it's pretty hot. Yeah, you walk in, it's this crazy tunnel light up tunnel thing there's all these fire dancers as soon as you get in then you, you walk in they just start handing you all this they have, Do like, any of that? oh i can't actually they hand you tequila yes tequila they hand you tequila yeah yeah and there's like this huge upstairs you get tattoos piercings they have, Do like, any of that no <laughs> i want to get no pasa nada no pasa nada yes on my chest reverse so you can see it uh properly when you're looking at the mirror yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. If you were to look at me, it would look flipped. <laughs> Disgusting. No, no, no. But when I look in the mirror, I'm like, you. Oh my gosh. No, that's, that that is the most not, Jacob uh, thing you've ever said, bro. <laughs> to, have a, to have a tattoo that only you can read in the mirror, bro. That's really? hilarious. You yeah. Gotta, you gotta I think that. that'd be kind of funny. Well, now you should do it as a gag. You just got to do it smaller. Yeah, no, I know. I was trying to think of a, of a spot to get it, but I'm well, shirtless in, in scenes. What does yes. the podcast need to know about Brandon, bro? What did, I, I, there's so many things that, I mean, I've, I've known Brandon for a long time, more than almost half of, if not more than half of my life at this point. Oh so, yeah. So Brandon has seen me from what? 12, 13, 13, bro. Damn. Okay. Dude, actually, Brandon, Brandon's got some probably terrible, great. Dirt on you, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not dirt. I was just like a, I was just a weird little kid. <laughs> like, I, just, I just remember going. <laughs> You know what I want to know, actually? Because oh, goodness. I think the, you know, when you're a kid and you have the conversation with your parents, you know, hey, we think you need a manager. 
Mm-hmm. And then you go and you talk to a bunch of different managers. And I remember being a kid, it was just really weird because it's this grown person being like, so this is what I foresee for you. This is what I can do for you. You know, blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, yeah, that sounds good. I, I like you. you know? So do you have popcorn? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was your uh, first meeting like? Yeah. Well, do you like, want my perspective first or you want to show this? I want, I want your perspective. Like this little 13 year old kid. Like, how did you hear about him? Like, yeah. did... Did they come to you? You went to that? Like, how, how did that yeah, happen? No, it was, uh, you know, know. I, I think a lot of things that have happened uh, with our relationship and, and the career and everything have been very serendipitous, you know? And so uh, the way that, that 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 happened, just I had just started managing a few months earlier because I was working at a major agency before that and I left to manage. Uh, and my brother-in-law works at... Uh, uh, animation <laughs> studio. You better not, bro. So, so, so they were, so they were uh, doing this big movie, and they were looking for the lead voice, which was a ten-year-old boy. They had looked high and low in like multiple countries, and uh, he calls me up one day. He's like, "Hey, man, like I know you're in the, in the industry, and you work with Latino talent, so you know that better than us. So, can you help us find someone? Like, we really can't." We don't care if they're famous. We just want to make sure they can act. And if they can sing a little bit, that's fine. So then I it, I start looking. I had never rep kids before. Yeah. You know? and, and my oh. biggest fear of working with uh, youth was dealing with the parents, right? Because as someone that worked in the industry, I had never worked with youth, but I had read about all the disasters. Yeah, the crazy we set moms. And, but yes, yeah. you know. And so for me, that was that was a... a uh, the scariest part about that but then i was like okay then i better start looking and i i started uh looking and then i started putting it on the universe right and i went to one of these big agencies and i i was having a meeting with one of their agents telling him what i was doing now and they were no longer my foes now they were my friends and uh and then she's sitting there looking at her emails not paying attention to what it was saying i guess she was because then she was like oh i just got this email this kid uh is looking to you know they're, they're seeing if we are interested in signing him but um we're not really looking for for that type of talent right now, but from what type of talent, bro? Youth, like kids. Okay, <laughs> brown talent. That's <laughs> <laughs> not in right now. And, uh, so, so, so she forwarded me the email. I open it. It turns out the email was sent to her from someone I knew, and so I hit him up and I was like, "Bro, like, do you happen to know if he's also looking for a manager?" He's like, "I don't know, bro. I'm just trying to help out uh, uh, neighbors." I was like, hey, okay. I was like, uh, he's like, let me talk to his mom. And if they are, I'll, I'll, I'll connect you. So he ends up putting me in touch with his mom. And she's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we are taking management because we actually already fired the manager. We're, we still have an agency. And, uh, but we already have all our meetings set like next week. Um, but are you able to do it tomorrow? Damn. And I was like, oh. I was like, okay, um, sure, no pressure. Uh, let's do it. You know, because I figured I'd rather take a shot, even if it was first, and I hated going first. But, uh, but I, I figured, well, if I don't take it now, what if he signs with someone before I even get to meet him? Yeah, yeah. So then uh, the next day, uh, Shell showed up with his dad. I was expecting his mom, mom. so I was like a little thrown off. But, <laughs> uh, but his dad like was really cool, and 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 we went into the office. We had mom yeah. up. I like that. <laughs> but his dad was really cool. No, because I hadn't even <laughs> talked to him before, so yeah. I had no idea who he was or what he did, or like. But we got along like right away. Right. But, um, but, but Solo was like right here and Omar was like right here. And, uh, I'm talking to them. I'm trying to keep a conversation with both. And I know, well, you're a minor, you're a minor and you're the dad. So I got to make sure I pay attention to you so I can see your needs. But, but I want to respect But the, I also yeah. need to know that you're the 
the clients. So yeah. I need to know what your wants are and your needs are going to be, right? <laughs> I'm so the I'm, client, like babe, boss, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 so what are you doing for me? Yeah. <laughs> What's in it for me, Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, what are you bringing to the uh, table, Brandon? No, and, and, and the cool thing was like, oh, and I got along right away. You know, uh, one of my majors in, in undergrad was uh, Chicano studies and he teaches yeah. that and he does mirrorless. And, uh, you know, I believe he's worked with like Judy Baca, who was one of my professors at UCLA at the time uh, or when I went there. And so we got along right away. So I knew I was like, okay, he likes me. If it's his decision, I was like, I'm in. Yeah. But then, Solo here. <laughs> I'm trying to like have I'm a like hard yet. No, but like he left and I had no idea if he liked me or not because really? he was just giving me one word answers. I was trying to have like leading questions that would create a conversation. Yeah. And he was just saying like, yes or no, or like whatever, like the straight answer. And I was like, okay, it's like pulling teeth here. Yeah. And so. What's so- your dream role? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the one I dream about. <laughs> and, 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 and so then they leave and I'm like, man, bro, like, I know. Bad day, Omar bro. loved me and I loved him, but like this kid, I have no idea. He could hate me. He could love me. He has such a poker face. I don't know. And so I'm like, okay, well, I, I, I may have blown it. And, uh, and then a couple hours later, uh, his mom calls me and she's like, hey. So, you know, uh, I'm just calling you because I don't know what you did to my kid. And I was like, Carmelita, what are you talking about? Like, he was right there. Omar was <laughs> I right didn't there. touch him. I yeah. was, right, I was yeah. like, I was right here the whole time. What are you talking about? She's like, don't be stupid. Like, she's like, I mean, what, what did you do or say? Because, like, he doesn't want to take any of his other meetings anymore. And I was like, really? I was like, I was shocked. I was like, I was like. Like they love me. They really, really love yeah. me. And uh, um, that was a bad impersonation of Sally Fields, by the way. Uh, and uh, yeah, she's like, yeah, she's like, we're trying to convince him. Because I was like, well, maybe you should at least take the other meetings just to know what's on the other side of the grass. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to sign a client who then like three months in is like, man, I, now I wish I had known what the other people were like. And uh, she's like, 13 yeah. year olds do that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, and she's like, no, well, we, we, we try to convince him, but he's dead set. And, um, you know, we want to nurture him making his own decisions. So we're going to stand by it. But then Carmelita came out and she was like, just know if you, you know, do anything to screw up my son's career or anything, like you're going to have to answer to me. And I was like, uh, Carmelita, like, um, you know, my success is dependent on his success. Like yeah, I yeah. only work on commission. If if he ain't doing anything, I'm you not making nothing. anything. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I want to be slim, but I don't want to die of starvation. Like you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. So uh, so she's like, well, it looks like you got yourself a new client. And I was like, oh snap. Wow. And so <laughs> she was just sitting in the car, like, God, that main meeting was so horrible. I don't want to do any other meetings. Let's just sign with this dude. I don't want to take any more damn meetings. Yeah. So anyway, so that's my my take on it. I would love to. I've never heard actually Sheldon's take on it. So I mean, I was thirteen. I don't remember, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Well, Brandon's like it was serendipitous. Well, <laughs> it was this amazing experience. I connected with Omar. I hadn't like, even gained Ow. consciousness until like fifteen. So yeah, <laughs> I, I'm only twenty five. So I wasn't yeah. that much older than you. So yeah, Brandon was a thirteen. 15 year old manager. Our first time meeting, I, yeah, I don't remember, I couldn't remember what Brandon said or, or anything in particular, but I do remember. I was that being, memorable. That's how memorable <laughs> I was. <laughs> Dude, Nat, well, uh, now I have stories. Now, now I have a, a better Brandon to, to add and context to. the NDA. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, All the context you're going to bring up, you can't. But no, I just, I just, I do remember feeling like, well, I don't know at that time, like we had just 
I didn't know what a manager really entailed aside from like someone to help kind of cultivate the career that I, that I would like. And I just remember hearing like, well, as long as you get along with the person, it's fine. And Brandon was like the one brownie of the group. We weren't, <laughs> we weren't meeting. I just remember we had met really? with a bunch of agents and or not a bunch, but like there, there was always an active uh, like want, a desire to have a Brown team a team that's reflective of what I want. So mm-hmm. Brandon, like it ended up being perfect. Good thing I worked on my tan that summer. <clears throat> yeah, bro. <laughs> and now we've come, dude, and now dude, it's it's so crazy to think of all these like random things that we've gone to over the years. And yeah. now it's it's really starting to pop off. So it's, and you know, now aside from managing, now you have the company that's making the movies and stuff like that. So you're getting to do, brand, what what's the inspiration, bro? What's the, do you want to make sure. movies? Who, like, what's the, Produce, why yeah. do you, why do you do what you do? Um, that's, that's a good question. I, I, you know, I, when I came, or when I went to, to the U.S., because I'm originally from Mexico City. Oh, yeah, City. yeah. Let's give a, yeah. yeah, yeah. Give, so give when I left from, from, yeah, to, to answer your question, I have to go the long story. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Oh, no. Okay. Well, later uh, three, in the, the bonus first, episode. This, this okay. is the first three-hour podcast. <laughs> uh, but no, so, so we left. Uh, Mexico, Mexico City, particularly because uh, there was a huge earthquake back when I was a kid here, and uh, you know it caused a lot of devastation and uh, uh, inflation started to skyrocket and all that stuff. So my family, we decided to leave to go to the U.S. and I had major culture shock going from a city to a fruit farm in Northern California, mm. and uh, and then not knowing the language and hearing owls and coyotes at night, like. That was scary to me compared to like hearing ambulances and people yelling and yeah, you know yeah. seeing all this crazy stuff going on in the city. So uh, that that took a lot to adjust. And then my way of escaping because um, we like when we moved to the S, like I started working right away. So I was seven years old and I worked picked and cut fruit for like seven years. And so you know in the summer, like we would get up at four thirty in the morning to go out and start working, and then we'd work till like seven or eight at night. And I hated it, obviously. But my, my, and my parents, you know, uh, they were like, "Well, look, this is this is an honest living. So if you end up liking it, like, you know, we're, you're working the land, you're feeding people. Uh, but if you don't like it, then your only way out of here is going to be school. You got to get a good mm-hmm. education. And as a matter of fact, as an incentive, they said, anytime you're in school, you don't have to be at work. But anytime you're not at school, you're working. Okay. And so I was like, oh hell no. So <laughs> I'm taking No, yeah. so, so from club. then on, like it was it was so crazy because I, I was a straight A student and uh I went and started begging all my teachers to please send me to summer school. And they were like, There's what something the wrong here. You know? So then they held a parent teacher conference and they were like, um, so we wanted to meet with you guys because your son is a straight A student who wants to go to and mind you, I was still learning English, but I was still getting good grades. Mm-hmm. And um and and they were like, we're really confused, and we want to make sure that there's nothing serious going on at yeah. home. Is that? Yeah. And, Are and you so, beating him? Yeah. Really? Well, basically, yeah. And I, my parents are looking at each other so confused, and 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 then they're like, oh, they got it, right? They're like, we just told him that as long as he's in school, he doesn't have to work. And you know, you'd say that at any other school, and they'd be like, "What child labor?" Yeah, but this yeah. was a farm working school or a farm community, so all the kids were either the children of the landowners or the land workers mm-hmm. or the farm workers. So they kind of knew the kids all worked, and so they were like, "Oh, okay." So then after that, they signed me up for summer school every year without me having to ask, Damn. which I loved. But my younger siblings hated because they hated school, 
And I think oh, they'd rather yeah. be out working in the farm than like being. Oh, because that applied to younger siblings as well. Yeah. Oh, they're so, like, oh, the Guzmans, they. Well, they probably felt, they probably just, based on my feelings, where the teachers just made Assumed, a decision yeah. for them. And they were like, well, they're Guzmans, they're all going to summer school. My siblings, I think that was the beginning of my siblings like disliking me being their older brother. Dang. And so they hated summer school and they hated school in general. And they would always be like, damn it, Brandon, it's your fault. Why are you making us go to more school that we don't want? Uh, but anyways, and then on the weekends, I would go every single Saturday to uh, the movies with my two best friends. And we movie hop from like the very first show to like the last show. And I did that for a long time. And that's how I kind of got to escape from my reality of being a, a kid working and also get to live out my own dreams and fantasies of on screen. I get to see these people and then I get to imagine myself being these things. But I didn't realize that my imagination had to be different than a lot of people's in America because it wasn't until I got much older that I was realizing I had to do a two-step imagination process because all these people I was watching on screen looked nothing like me. So I had to first imagine I was a white dude. <laughs> and then I could imagine I was oh, that wow. hero. Right? Because all those heroes and all those they were, uh, yeah, yeah. leading people, like they could not be those heroes if they were someone like me. Mm-hmm. So then I had to, it was like, like for example, I, I, I love Val Kilmer. Yeah. In, in, in that Western I can't mention. Yeah. Like I had to imagine myself like a white face and like all sweaty. And, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and so, you know, it wasn't until way later that I realized like, man, like there's really no one that looks like me on, on, on camera. And uh, funny enough, like when I was in, in college, I was discovered by an agent and, uh, you know, one of the motivating factors to try to be an actor was like, I love movies. And too, I was like, well, maybe if I happen to be any good at this, I can I can, I can be, that. I can yeah, be yeah. that and I don't have to imagine myself being a white dude and uh, I sucked at it so I that didn't last very long insert 13 year old prodigy <laughs> <laughs> no and then and then I moved, I went on to become a lawyer right because yeah. as an immigrant like what do you do you become a, or at least your parents want you to become a lawyer a doctor an accountant you know some sort of business person and so I went and did that and I became a lawyer because I wanted to one get the credibility I didn't otherwise have as a I wasn't documented for 16 years in the US so oh, um, you know I was called a lot of things and I didn't have that credibility and as soon as people saw I was Mexican in California they assumed a lot about me and so I needed the credibility and two the social capital I didn't grow up with knowing any professionals right like the only doctors we knew were the people we went to see at like the clinic the only lawyers we knew were our immigration lawyers you know the only cops we ever met were when my dad got pulled over yeah, yeah. you know like so so I didn't know what it was like to have a, a professional come to my dinner table you know and so for me becoming a lawyer and working in a big law firm was about building that social capital and getting to rub elbows with those folks so that I can start being able to work my way into that level of society. Uh, I went, you know, I went to UCLA entertainment law school, a big entertainment law school. But then the first couple of things I went to, they were like, well, you, if you're not in the industry and you don't have family already and this and that, it's really hard to get into. Very I was true, like, though. I'm not even from LA. So yeah, if yeah. I have no relationships and I had definitely no family in the industry. And so I kind of gave up on that idea of doing entertainment law. And I was like, well, I'll just do corporate law. And I, I did critical race theory mm-hmm. and corporate law as my two concentrations. Um, and a lot of me and who I am as, as in my experiences um, you know, that for me, uh, I'm very big on social justice. And I want to make sure because of like all the negative stuff I experienced in Cal- growing up in California, I was always like, man, why do people see me that way? Like, I'm not here to hurt anyone. I'm not here to take anything from anyone. And yet I keep being told I'm like taking up their space and taking up their job yeah. and like all this stuff and that I'm less than. And so I always like was involved at, at, at UCLA and like I, I, I worked at nonprofits and stuff, always volunteering, trying to like, 
better our folks, right? And 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 so then I was like, okay, well, I I, I sucked at acting, and I had told myself I was gonna do law three to five years, and if I loved it. I was gonna stay in it and become a partner, and then just that's another good thing, right? There's not a yeah, lot of Latino yeah. partners at these big law firms, and it's a like, huge okay, that's deal. One, yeah, that's yeah. one thing. But I was like, but if I don't, then that'll give me the three to five years to figure out what I really want to do, mm-hmm. and and then I'll get to do while saving up money that then it'll help me go into my next thing. And when my third year of practice came in, I realized, okay, it's time to start figuring it out. Um, and when I realized I wanted to go do something in entertainment, I was like, well, I tried acting and I really suck at it. I really, really suck at it. Uh, I have stage fright, which is why I hate doing these things and camera and stuff. Cause I see the little dots and I imagine like the millions of people, uh, behind it. And just a couple uh, hundred on our, yeah, 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 yeah. that's why I'm so comfortable. Cause yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, bro, that's it. That's it. Bro. And, uh, and, uh, and so then from, you know, from, Doing that and the social justice stuff, I was like, well, there is that lack of representation in, in, in the things, but I, 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 I wouldn't even know how to start being a director. I'd have to go back to school and I already have an yeah. insane amount of debt from law school. I was like, if I want to produce, don't know how to do that either. They say, you need relationships. I don't have any. I'd have to go back to school. And and then, you know, there's a, a show I like <laughs> that uh, I used to always watch. And as I was trying to figure it out, I had a career chart I developed. And uh, I was going through my career chart and I was filling it out. And all of a sudden, uh, the main character, the, or one of the main no, characters no, on the no, show. No, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He starts throwing stuff and yelling at his assistant. And so it caught my attention. And I was like, hmm. And I was like, oh, I want to yell at an like, assistant. <laughs> I want to yell at an assistant and make more, get paid to do it. Uh, no, I, I realized for the first time, because he was an agent, right? And in my mind, like, Hollywood's always so far away. And... That was the first time that it clicked as I was doing my chart. And it's the only reason that it clicked is because I had the chart in front of me and that was happening at the same time. I was like, this guy, for all the glory that the people like seem to give these folks, he's just a salesman. And I was like, every job I've had since between picking fruit and becoming a lawyer were in sales. And I was like, like, oh, I could do, totally do that. Yeah. And, and because I had movie hopped so much and seen so many movies. And in high school, I even worked at a video mom and pop shop video store. Like I, I've seen thousands of movies and some of them I've seen hundreds of times, you know. And so I was like, I could do that. I could do sales. I know actors. I know film. I was like, UCLA Law Services, Career Services. Uh, I want to leave being a lawyer and I want to become an agent. And they're like, oh, well, it's so hard. And, and they tried to give me this feeling. And I was like, yeah, that's why I paid my uh, tuition so that you guys can help me set these meetings up. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. give me other reasons why you don't want to set them. <laughs> so they started setting a bunch of meetings and. I went into the agency and I had my 20-year plan of being the first Latino to run a studio uh, because I wanted to get the movies made that I wanted to see um, growing up that I didn't get a chance to see. And, you know, as soon as I started at the agency, I went from being a big hotshot lawyer at a big law firm to being, like, in the mailroom. And, uh, and, and I was uh, uh, a little bit older than most of the kids there, so everyone called me, like, the grandpa in there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I ended up being at the agency four years. And when I realized it was going to take too long to, to get promoted... And it messed up my 20-year plan. I decided to leave, and I become a manager. And then I was like, I'll, "If you build it, they will come." From another famous movie, I won't, I won't give the name of. Oh, such so a good uh, movie. And then, uh, and then, um, I, I, I started working with talent. And one thing that was really annoying to me, to be honest, was like at first, everyone that because my last boss I worked for at WME focused on the Latino side of things. 
uh, I was getting a lot of referral for talent that was all Latino. Mm -hmm. And I was like, guys, just because I'm a brown dude doesn't mean I only <laughs> rep brown only, people. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I just want to rep talented people. And it would really bug me when people did that. But then being a one-man management company at the time, uh, I was trying to, you know, I, I was trying to compete with like the big ones, the Brillsteins and the three, I don't know, these other ones of, of the world. And I was like, well, they have all the resources. They have all the big names already. They have like 50 to 100 managers, if not more. How can I compete? And then I realized my competitive advantage is really the fact that I'm bicultural and the fact that I know the general market just as well as they do. But also because of me growing up consuming the Latin channels uh, and also having worked for an agent who worked with a uh, Hispanic market in the U.S. and Latin America, I was just like, okay, well, um, that's my competitive advantage. And then I realized, well, if that's my competitive advantage, and I love film, and my social justice idea is to promote Latinos and the positive representation of Latinos, I think this is God pushing me in that direction, and that's why all these people kept coming at me. And once I embraced that, that's when things started to change, and I, I, that's when Trill came into my life. That's when a bunch of other, my clients came into my life. And, you know, uh, again, like, changing careers was very scary. But at the same time, I you have to be fearless when it's something like that because, you know, I, I, I overcome most of my fears. But the one fear I haven't been able to overcome is my fear of death. And if I can't overcome that, then I might as well let it push me to live my best life. And if I'm going to live my best life, I can't live my best life being in a job that is just okay or a career that's just okay. Because law, I didn't love it, but I also didn't hate it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I wasn't the greatest at it, but I also wasn't crappy at it. I, I, I do have a question for you, though. So, because I know a lot of people come to us at cons or whatever, we'll meet people on the street, and they say... Um, how can I get into the I was the about industry? to ask the same were, question. Though. Yeah, just because... Well, everyone, I'm, I'm so curious what... What would you say to someone who says, yeah, how do I get in? Because the hardest thing is finding an agent and a manager and they will ask me an actor and I got into the industry a long time ago when my mom sent a Christmas card to an agent. Right. And now now you could never do that. They, they, right. That would just get thrown in the trash. They wouldn't be... I was like, agent, you can still do it. They just won't see it. Well, yeah, the agent <laughs> just like, will not see it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. so if someone wanted to get in the industry, they grow up in... Timbuktu. Yeah, Timbuktu, wherever. They have absolutely no connections to the industry. Yeah. How, how do you do it? Yeah, I, I would say it really depends on the age, right? But let's assume that you're uh, young. That, right? that, yeah, and that's, that's assume you're young. And so, well, if you're in high school, the easiest way to get involved is going to your theater. Take a theater class and then see how it goes. Say, take acting classes if you're trying to get into it uh, or just do community theater. I think that's another great way to do it. Um, but what if you do like it and you want to take and you do want to take the next step? Well, the next step would be getting cast, right? Yeah, if you're yeah. taking community theater and, and, and you're have natural talents those are going to be seen by people casting those plays that are be done and like, so if you're doing community theater for two years and you haven't gotten cast get your maybe, ass cast maybe right? maybe acting's not for you or maybe maybe you haven't been putting yourself uh, uh putting enough effort right so that's why it's a good test because whether it's like uh edward james almost went to elac East LA College, and that's where he took acting classes. Dang. So you don't have to go to like a super fancy acting Yale school. Or to, yeah, or I mean, whatever. look, I I always say make the best of any opportunity you have. So you have the opportunity to go to Juilliard yeah. or any of these places. By all means, please do. But if you don't, you could still go to Elac, or yeah. you could go to a community theater like in LA. There's Casa 101, right? And uh, do that. And I don't care how small of a city you live in. Unless you live in a rural farming community, and even then, some local communities do have local 
you know, farm worker theater uh, groups. Um, but no, farmer theater. But no, but no matter, but no matter what size of your community, most communities will have at least one community theater. Okay. Do that, and then if you love it and you fall in love with it, keep taking more classes, and then once you've done some of that, then you can start uh, sending out your materials to agents. And, uh, and and you'll also start working with other people that are, because you'll be in yeah. the theater stuff, so some of those people will have representation. Right. And, and if they like you and they think that you also have some cool talent, they'll be like, hey, man, like, I should introduce you to my agent. Like, I think they would love you or whatever, you know? And those agents and managers go see their clients in those shows, you know? And we started, like, we personally have signed a couple people like that where we go see a client. And then we see someone else that we like in the thing as well. And we're like, oh, like, we go talk to them afterwards, right? Wow. And so so definitely put yourself out there. And it's not as impossible as it sounds. It's the the, 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 the most difficult thing about living out your dreams is, like, overcoming the fear of not being able to do it. Well, let's let's wrap up there, bro. Yeah. Um, thank you for coming on the pod, Papas. Thank yeah, you for, for – I know that, uh, you know, you've listened to – Almost over 100 episodes now. I know. And I'm going to hate listening to this one. I just realized how long it is. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, man, I have to listen to this. Uh, you made it this long, bro. I know. Well, that's why I'm going to edit my portion to like five minutes. So I love it, bro. Well, look, thank, no, thank you, you so guys. much. Um, if, you, if Yeah, what do you want to shout out, bro? What do, you, what do you have to shout out? Where can the people find you? Do you want the people to find you? What do you want to, yeah, what do you? Should I pull up your address? No, no you kind of already gave it. <laughs> No, I mean, um, the, the company uh, Instagram is uh, at Valor underscore uh, entertainment underscore group. And so I could say you guys can go there and you could see what all our wonderful clients are, are up to. And uh, what we're up to now is a production company as well. So uh, very exciting stuff. Thank you guys for having me. This is so crazy to be on the other side of the podcast. And I already know Carmelita and Jack are going to be like, this is the longest podcast we've <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, why did I agree to go on this? <laughs> no, bro, we love you so much. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. This has been a special, Mexico. a very, very special edition, bro, of the, of the podcast. We were so grateful um, to have this space over in Mexico to do a, a travel episode. This is the dream to get to you know, meet people from different places and, and talk about their stories. So we're so glad to have your story on the pod, bro. You brought Rooney. We love a fellow animal lover. Yes. You brought the you brought the dog to the podcast. We love a good bring your dog to work day. Exactly. Um, so we do it all the time here on the podcast. So you're you're festive as well. Um, but this has been the Lone Bobo Show. Um, Mexico edition. Muchísimas gracias. And anything else, bro? I shake up like now. Say si se puede. Si se puede. Si se puede. Nos vemos pronto. This episode of Lone Lobos is a Lone Lobos production produced by Monica Tamayo and JMKM with intro music by Nicholas Gray. Like what you hear? Check us out on Instagram at Lone Lobos. <laughs>